Voices that inspire the extended interview. I'm Bernice Cox. I'm the president and CEO of the United Way of the Big Bend. Now, how long have you been the president and CEO? I've been the president and CEO for about four plus years. Uh, prior to uh, being in this position, I was on the board for 12 years. So, I mean, all total, it's been 12 years if you include my service with the board of directors. So that's a long commitment to this work. Uh, I'm committed to the United Way of the Big Bend. Uh, I am totally committed uh, to those we serve. Uh, We serve those that are in the Alice threshold, asset, limited, income-constrained, employed, and those in poverty. And I have a personal connection to to those that live in poverty in the Alice population. So for people who I can't believe they might not know, but how does United Way work? How do you raise your dollars and how do you distribute it? I know that's a big question. You can give me the the very small, uh, you know, cheat sheet version. Um, United Way, each year we start fresh raising uh, funds uh, for uh, our campaign. And those funds are raised through workplace campaigns. They're raised through the generosity of businesses in those workplace campaigns, uh, the generosity of individual uh, donors and givers that contribute uh, to our campaign for the work that we do. And then we allocate dollars uh, every two years. We have an allocation process, and uh, that is uh, we have volunteers from uh, financial review teams to experts that look at the outcomes and, and can an, uh, an organization meet those outcomes to volunteers that actually read every application and take the time to, uh, to deliberate over that. So in the 12 years that you've been part of United Way, have you seen... Any changes, any lessening of need? Is the need greater? I mean, we're living in challenging times. I know with inflation, I'm sure that's hit a lot of people hard. So in the 12 years that I've been there, I've, I've definitely seen some changes. And I think we have to take into consideration COVID and what happened in COVID. So I walked in the door at United Way in 2019, just a few months before COVID uh, hit. And um, the reality, and I'm reminding this often, is although we're by and large unmasked now and we're able to go to events, which we could not do during COVID, and we're having large events again, COVID, we're in recovery. It's like a hurricane. I mean, we had most recently was Hurricane Ian. We know that it's going to take years to recover. I think that's what our community is going through as we look at our, and our, and our nation, as we look at our economy, uh, as we look at several uh, areas that would impact uh, our businesses and our community, but also then would impact United Way of the Big Ben. Absolutely. I think that's a really, I think people tend to forget and, or they choose to forget. Mm-hmm. because it was painful. So we're just like, oh, systems go. But, you know, some of our systems are not fully go yet because of it. So did you think this would be work you would do in your, you know, thinking about your life and your career that you would be doing the kind of work you're doing now? In thinking about, you know, what would, what will I do in my life and what will my career be like, I I didn't have United Way uh, as part of that. I, you know, I if you look back at the what I have done over the years, I've been a teacher, uh, a high school teacher. I've been an adjunct professor. I spent the majority of my life advocating before the governor and cabinet, the House and Senate, and then expanded into D.C. with the congressional delegation, uh, the Florida congressional delegation and U.S. Senate. When I became a board member of United Way, I became one of those board members that's all in. 
And because I grew up in poverty and because uh, years later, after being the first one in my family to graduate college, I uh, was married and went through a divorce and was a single parent of a three-year-old. I then was the Alice population, working a full-time job and two part-time jobs and struggling to make ends meet. The work that United Way uh, does, how we try to impact those that are in the Alice population and poverty, speaks to me on such a personal level. I am passionate about the work we do. I was passionate as a volunteer. I did not anticipate being in this role, nor did I really seek this role. Uh, There were other things that came into play, but I will tell you every single morning when I get up, I feel like I'm doing something good for someone, whether that's raising money, whether that's being involved, boots on the ground, uh, various ways. I really feel like uh, that uh, our team and I are making an impact. So what do you hope you're striking a work, the proper work-life balance? So what do you hope to achieve in these next couple years as you uh, lead the United Way. You know, when you're uh, when you're passionate about the work that you do, uh, combined with you want to make sure that you get everything done, uh, you you sometimes can't strike a balance. And I will have to I will have to admit that that's been challenging for me because I've been all in on the work that we've done, and uh, being all in uh, has a great deal of positivity, a great deal. Uh, but when you are consumed by the work that you do. What kind of uh, life balance do you have? And my goal, uh, as I look at that personally, is to make sure that I I uh, put some stops in place, some stop gaps in place, and and uh, the leadership has given me that uh, luxury uh, and freedom to do that uh, within you know w- within certain boundaries to do that. It's how I want our team. Uh, to be. I want them to have a life uh, work balance. And so I I think I forgot that I needed to do that as well. And my goal over the next two years is to do that. I think I'll be, I think I will be a, a better servant to the community uh, and for United Way, the Big Ben. And I think uh, the organization will be better served as well. I, I hope that you do that. And you, you I'm going to remind you, sending you little reminders. Oh. <laughs> but um Thinking about, you know, the role you're in and this important role that the United Way plays, is there anything that surprised you about our community? I mean, you've gotten to know it in such a different way, being part of the United Way. You see you see the challenges, not just the rosy, you know, pictures of, of a sunny southern town. Mm-hmm. Um what 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 would you say has been some of the biggest surprises maybe you've Encountered um, in this role, I you know it's it's very hard to surprise me um, based on some of the years of experience that I've had. But in this role, most recently we had a, a brand new Alice report that was released, and uh, it, I was surprised to learn that um, in some of our uh, top zip codes, which means really in some of the neighborhoods, because we we break it down into neighborhoods, that in three two three oh four eighty three percent either live in poverty or in the Alice population. That in three two three oh three oh five and ten we're talking sixty percent plus. That's those are staggering statistics, and I think it's our responsibility of the United Way to look at those statistics and look at that data, and see how we're going to go forward to impact that. While we're also impacting eight counties, and we also, I can't take the counties out of it either. When we look at Liberty County, when we look at Gadsden County, when we look at 
Leon County, we're 50 plus uh, living in poverty or the edge of poverty. That's one in two people, someone you know, a friend, someone you work with, someone in your family that may not just tell you how close to the edge they are. So that data, most recent data, surprised me as it related to specifically that 83% in 32304. Yeah, that's a staggering reality um, and sobering for for our community. I, I, you know, I wonder how many people, even though you all are, do a great job of getting this information out there, how many people are not aware. What we did immediately uh, after the new Alice report came out is we uh, made sure that we had we had a forum uh, and invited the community to the forum to to actually educate them about what that Alice report was about. We have an upcoming annual meeting uh, on August the 29th, and in that upcoming annual meeting, we're also going to focus on the Alice report, and we have a communication plan to make sure that uh, there are opportunities to share with our community and communities at large in the eight county uh, region that we serve. What is really happening? What's going on in your community, and what is the need? The need seen. The need has gotten greater, not less. It's gotten greater, uh, and one of the reasons for that is a lot of the grants that came through COVID, uh, with a ARPA grant, the American Rescue Plan Act, with you know um, the the CARES Act funding, those have all gone away, and that's why we're seeing. Uh, I would say, by and large, the need that we're seeing. Yeah, I. It makes so makes a lot of sense. So that work life balance is very important because that's a lot to carry on your shoulders. That concern um, that so many of our neighbors are struggling to that degree. What would you you have the mic right now? What what do you want people to understand and ways that they might be able to help? Uh, who might hear this as they're driving home from work one day or coming into work? As as I look at our community and ways that they can help and 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 partner and collaborate with United Way, the Big Ben, we rely so heavily on our volunteers. Uh, you know, our volunteers uh, help us with reading pals and math pals and volunteer income tax assistance. And there's so many things that our volunteers work on, uh, and and really are, are so key to the work that we do. Uh, we also uh, we 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 don't have a revenue stream that's an automatic revenue stream. Every year we start raising money again, and so uh, the generosity has been phenomenal. We are hopeful that uh, more people, when they when they know what we do and how we impact those that we serve, will will be generous and and giving to our campaign, whether that's through an individual gift, uh, making funds. Uh, for an endowment fund or uh, even to or directly to some of our programs. What keeps you inspired when you're doing this type of work? What keeps you going? What keeps me going uh, in doing the kind of work I do at United Way is it doesn't feel like a job. It feels like an extension of me. It feels like a true heart mission. I mean, the brain has to be engaged because of uh, managing people and managing all that we manage. But I I, I think one of the, the key points that people say to me is that they can tell that I care. And it's true. I do care. Uh, I it's, it's having work that means so much to me and is so meaningful to me and it's so personal to me. Um, I, you know, empathy is really important. And when you really, truly can walk in someone else's shoes and and actually recall when you were in those same situations, 
it makes a difference. And um, for me, it makes a difference in getting up every morning and making sure that I, I got my good stuff on and ready to go and ready to address the day and whatever's I, I face that day. There's a reason and there's a mission uh, for, for facing it. And it's not only, I mean, you, you having lived it, having, having walked in those shoes, obviously that gives you such a deeper understanding of how easy it is for anyone to fall into poverty that it's not just certain people that that happens to. And your ability to rise out of it and be the successful person you represent now is also such a great message for those you want and need to give. So it's you're kind of a perfect person in this role because you you understand both sides and you can't let people, you know, sort of demean the people in poverty as it being their fault. Like it's always their fault. Sometimes things just happen to people. And how do we have compassion for them? So I think it's just amazing that you found yourself in this position. Was there anybody that inspired you along the way in in your life? Uh, in in my life, as I move forward, I, I'm I you know I'm the baby of seven children. I come from a military family, um, which is a really uh, four brothers who went into different branches of service, uh, and I loved school. Uh, I you know again we were in poverty. We had nobody ever said you're going to go to college or anything like that. I was inspired by my teachers. I was inspired. I I ran track in middle school and high school. I was inspired by my coaches and then. When I did get to go to college and, and work my way through college, I was inspired by those that I saw uh, as professors that were leading the way. Um, I am always inspired by when I find some role models that have been through, uh, have had to face adversity. I really look, I look at those people uh, and and look at them differently, and I and I want to take away some takeaways from them about how they face their adversity. Because I, I had to face adversity in my life and just barreled right through it. And I, I feel like it added extra layers to who I am as a person. And, um, and I really seek role models that have been through adversity. Yeah, I, I think that makes us stronger and more compassionate human beings. Well, Bernice, thank you so much for sharing some of your thoughts with me and and with our audience and if there's any other final words you'd like to say otherwise we're good okay i'm bernice cox i'm the president and ceo of the united way of the big bend caring for those in our eight county region